What's up, everyone? Back again with a new episode of the Daily Mine, along with a new intro. I don't know. I came across this little soundbite. I was watching this uh, one video, I guess, on Instagram, and it had this soundbite, and I was like, I like this. I instantly fell in love with it, downloaded it, and made it into the new intro. <clears throat> so I kind of like this. It flows pretty nicely. So, you know. New intro for the new season. Who knows? I might like it so much. I might just keep it for the next season. But for now, that is the intro. So um, email me if you like it. If you don't, it's okay. Actually, the name of that track is, um, it says Atrevez. I typed that in. That's where this uh, track came from, which is pretty cool. I like it. It's got like a nice vibe to it, especially on a nice little cloudy cold day like today. Speaking of which, it is fucking cold outside here in Clarksville. <clears throat> excuse me we had a uh a little cold front that came through last night and it dropped the temperature dramatically um yeah it was unbearable this morning this morning was just absolute disgusting but this is around this is how it's supposed to feel around this time uh this this past week we were in the 80s okay and it's almost november we were in the 80s so this cold front kind of took a snap and um you know snapped the temperatures quite a bit now we're looking at 40s and 50s as a high this week which is pretty much where we need to be especially in new york even new york is experiencing like higher temperatures and they did somewhat say that this year will be an el nino um which usually makes for a warmer winter okay last year um the winter was kind of crazy i know here in uh, clarksville we're kind of like set in the south but almost like midwest so we get a little bit of everything here. I remember my first winter here, we had a tornado warning that blew th like that well, uh, that happened that first year around Christmas time. I remember my mother-in-law was here and it was kind of bizarre. I was like, man, this place gets a little bit of everything. But that's just what this place is. It's kind of like, again, Midwest, South, but it's kind of like sandwiched in between, if you will. <clears throat> and you get all these ridiculous weather phenomenon. So, uh, yeah, that's just the way that cookie crumbles. Anyway, it's Monday. It's cold. It's the beginning of the week. Tomorrow is Halloween. And then the end of October and then November and the holidays and all that cool jazz. So, yeah, looking pretty forward to it. It's usually my favorite time of the year. Start getting into Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, stuff like that. Best time of the year, I'd say. Definitely the best time. So other than that, my day was pretty smooth. Like I said, it was cold outside. And um, what I started doing again, I, I, you know what I started doing? This might sound a little weird. I started listening to my show from the very beginning. <laughs> That's right. So I started this thing where I, I wanted to listen to every episode on Spotify that I've done from the beginning, the pilot episode, to where I'm at right now. And man, I cringe so hard. I kind of cringed at those episodes because I realized how many times I've said the word right. And I was like, man, I, I had to be nervous or something. It was a nervous tick. And it was at a time where I was brand new to this. But I noticed within the first season, maybe like I'm almost like into the second where after every sentence I said, right. So I'll be like, yeah, this thing that I was talking about. Right. And then I'll say it again after another sentence and another sentence. And the reason why I'm doing this is because I want to see where the show was and how it progressed over time. And it gets me the more material to go back because there might have been some things I mentioned in those older episodes 
let's just say I have a, a podcast version of writer's block and I don't have a topic for the day, but I want to do an episode. I'll go back to those episodes and see if there was something I mentioned and it might have been something, you know, it's more material. But man, I cringed at how many times I said right. I swear, I think in one episode, if I could loosely count, I must have said the word right after like, I must have said it at least 50 times. And I'm not even exaggerating. And I said it so many times, even in the shorter episodes, because when the show started, it was only roughly 15 to 20 minutes. And then over time, the show went into the 30 minute realm because the idea was 15 to 30 minutes. But now the show is entering to the 30, 40 minute realm. Right. But I tend to keep it around a half hour. But nonetheless, man, that should cringe. But I like going back, listening to myself, see how the show progressed, how more confident I got. And again, get more ideas. Anywho, so it's Monday. So that means news out of a hat where I go and I find some news articles to talk about critique and stuff like that. Now, I don't really look up news articles about Israel, Palestine or Ukraine. Because Lord knows we are beat to death with that fucking news. And it is it gets a little depressing sometimes. I don't want to hear it all the time. Um, but at the same time, you know, this it drowns out a lot of other news that's literally going on in the world right now. And I, I just get tired of hearing about what's happening out there. Not to say that I don't really care. But come on, let's be real. We hear it all the time. And it's just, it's a bit much. So I try to find other news articles that somehow get eclipsed by news of the Middle East and Eastern Europe. So I'm going to get right into it, find out what's uh, one news article. Uh, let's see what we got here. I know everybody's heard Matthew Perry's um, passing about a couple of days ago. Um, he was found unresponsive in his bathtub. And they don't suspect foul play. But apparently there's reports that said that he went into cardiac arrest. Now, not to throw shade on the dude, but he has had a troubled past. He had a lot of troubles with alcohol and drugs. And, you know, even though you kick that habit and it's a bad habit, you know, you you accomplish kicking that stuff, those vices. But it does take a toll on your health after a while. And it takes a very long time to recover. And again, we don't know the whole story if whether or not his cardiac arrest, if it is indeed cardiac arrest, is a result of his past drug use. Okay, like I said, even though despite you kick the habit of drugs, it can still very much like affect you for the rest of your life, depending on how heavy of a drug user you, you were. Okay, and it's very unfortunate and there's no need for me to read into the article. I think we all know. So um, I'm just going to skip that. But I do have an article from the New York Post. Uh, McDonald's revenue soar as it hikes menu prices. $18 Big Macs? Oh, what? Nah, I'm running away from that shit. Um, so this article is out of the New York Post. It was just published four hours ago. Uh, it says here, McDonald's on Monday reported that its revenue was up 14% in the last quarter. A surge, the burger giant said, was driven by strategic menu price increases. Mm -hmm. The Golden Arches bought in a total of $6.6 billion of revenue for the three-month period ending September 30th. Beating expectations of $6.5 billion, according to Refinitive Analysis. Um, oh, excuse me, scratch my eye just now. However, McDonald's, which has over 13,000 restaurants in the U.S. and over 38,000 abroad, did not disclose how much the franchise has increased its prices, which generally vary between locations. One branch in Darien, Connecticut, charged as much as $18 for 
for a Big Mac combo meal, which include medium fries and a soft drink. Now, let me tell you, let me stop right there. Darian, they pronounce it Darian. It's not, or it's, or they pronounce it Darian. I know this because I used to live in Stanford, okay? Darian is part of what they call in Connecticut the Gold Coast, right? There's a lot of wealth in that town. My um, ex-wife used to work as a bus matron, and she used to um, pick up kids in that area, and she told me so many stories about these kids' houses and shit like that. Big, huge houses, okay? I can see Darian doing some shit like that, charging $18 for a Big Mac, because the people out there could afford it. If you live in Old Greenwich, Stanford, Darien, Norwalk, along the Connecticut Gold Coast, you could afford that shit. But even if you could afford an $18 Big Mac, it's the principle. Like, what the fuck am I paying $18 for a Big Mac when I can make something better at home? You have options. Because there's no way. All right, I'm going to finish up here. It says, <clears throat> Meanwhile, that same Big Mac combo will run hungry patrons $13.69 at McDonald's in Times Square. Shares of McDonald's were up less than 1% in pre-market trading following the release of its third quarter earnings report. Net income rose to $2.3 billion, up from $1.98 billion in the same period last year, and same-store sales in the U.S. increased by 8%. Again, attributed to price hikes. Though increases in menu prices weren't immediately clear, consumers have said the fast food has gotten so expensive, it's no longer the weight. It's not lo no longer worth the weight. One Reddit user asked the non-viral thread, what is no longer worth it because of how expensive it has begun? has become the top rated response most fast food quote a value meal at mcdonald's now costs just as much as a meal at a lot of sit-down restaurants at applebee's one user claimed remember when mcmuffins were two for three um and then another user recalled the mcdonald's app in new york city for example where the one two three dollar menu doesn't actually have anything worth one or two dollars the cheapest option is a small order of french fries which will run a hungry customer two dollars and 49 cents Foodies can now score an order of fries for free every Friday now through December 31st. All right. I'm going to stop right there. Yes, I said this shit before. I said it in my shrinkflation episode. I said it in, in a few episodes past that you're better off going to Applebee's to pay for a better somewhat quality food than paying that shit at McDonald's. McDonald's, Burger King, all them places better chill out for a bit. You are not... Cheesecake Factory, you are not Applebee's, you're not Texas Roadhouse. Your prices is starting to head into that realm. Now, this might be a good snatch for those restaurants, but here's the problem. Like, fast, you don't go to Applebee's every day, right? But you go to you, you're more than likely to go to McDonald's every day than you going to Applebee's every day. Applebee's is one of those things where it's kind of like a casual thing. You probably treat yourself every other paycheck or every paycheck and you know you go with friends but you don't go every day mcdonald's is a place where you it's fast it's quick but come on man if you're paying 13 dollars for a fucking double quarter pounder with cheese that's crazy i know there's one particular mcdonald's here on the kentucky side in oak grove that i think is reasonably priced and it's i swear it sounds crazy but it's the best mcdonald's i had in this area and there's quite a few this particular McDonald's is like right off the Interstate 24 and Fort Campbell Boulevard in Oak Grove, and their prices are pretty decent, okay? Um, I've seen a two-cheeseburger meal go from, what was the lowest price I've seen for that thing? I think I've seen it back, in, back not too long, $3.49. It's like $7 and change now for a two-cheeseburger meal. 
shit got out of control, man. These fast food restaurants, I don't know what you're thinking, but you are not that premium to where you could charge that shit. But, you know, here we go. <sighs> here we go. Anyway, all right, let's find something else because I'm going to go into a whole spiel about this. And I already did episodes on inflation, shrinkflation. I've done all that already. So there's no sense to me beating a dead horse. But, man, it's... uh. Okay, this one, this next story, I guess is another cost of living story. This TikTok user, uh, she did an article. I think she was complaining about how working 9 to 5 is crazy. All right, it says here, this is coming out of uh, moneywise.com. says here, the tagline, cost of living in 2023 is so bad. This, tick, this woman on TikTok earns nearly $100,000 a year, but claims she was better off in 2012 making a minimum, minimum wage. Three simple ways to deflate your budget. Get the fuck out of here. What? Okay, you mean to tell me this woman makes $100,000 a year and thinks that it was better when she was making minimum wage? No, this is crazy. You TikTok users need to cut this shit out. All right, if you're doing this for clout, I can see that. But ain't no way in hell I'd rather be making $100,000 a year than going back to when I made minimum wage. Let me get into this. It says most people would think spending 11 years climbing the ladder in your career would afford you some breathing room in your budget. But many young professionals are finding that's not the case. It says recently TikTok user Sam, um, she goes by at Sam.Breezy. In case you want to look her up, that is Sam.B-R-E-E-Z-I-E. -E -E, uh, received over 314,000 views on a TikTok where she claims she had more disposable income in 2012 working a, min a minimum wage job than she does now making nearly $100,000 a year. It says, the cost of living in 2023 is so bad that I'm pretty sure I actually was better off financially in 2012, said the British Columbia-based TikToker. Oh, Jesus, you got to be kidding me. Uh, she said in the video, she mentioned she pays $1,650 in rent now compared to just $350 in 2012. And with student loans and the car to pay for, she says she has barely any money left over. Whereas back in 2012, she was able to go out for dinner and go shopping. Commenters overwhelmingly echo her sentiment. Quote, went from $36,000 a year on the start of COVID to $80,000 a year. One commenter says, I'm in an exact financial position. Okay, I'm not even going to read anymore. But what? Okay. She said back in 2012, she was paying just $350 in rent. Which means that sounds like a price. Perhaps she was like a roommate or some shit. Because there's no way, unless you're not like you're living somewhere outside of a city, I could see that. Okay. And then now, you know, you're making more money. Like, what kind of car are you driving? Is the car paid off? You know, it seemed like back then she had less overhead. But now you probably have a lot more stuff to pay for because now you're a TikTok star and you're making $100,000 a year. Yeah. You're going to be, if you're. If you're buying more shit, yeah, you're going to be paying for more shit. But I will agree with her on one thing. And that one thing is that shit got so expensive. But this woman sounds tone deaf, right? Because she's making $100,000 a year. Some people ain't making close to that. And they're suffering way worse from this than she is. So maybe perhaps she needs to evaluate her little financial situation a little bit better if $100,000 is not a lot. Is, and that she has all these expensive things are going to get expensive over time. Yes. But I think we're seeing it at such a fast rate. I've never seen it go this fast before. I've never seen inflation rise so high before. 
And I've been walking this earth for 38 years. And since I've gotten a somewhat of a understanding of money and economics, high school, give or take, half of my life, that's 16, 17, whatever. In 16, 17 years that where I could comprehend money, I've never seen inflation rise this high so fast. But um, let me see what else she said. Okay, she goes into groceries, which I'll read that part real quick. Uh, let's see here. Mm, all right, it's a whole thing. She said she was right on the money. 2003 has food prices that would astound our 2012 selves. The consumer price index for food has increased 4.3% this year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. This has created massive food insecurity for many Americans, with ground beef up 20%. Orange juice costing $10 a gallon and Hershey planning to raise chocolate bar prices. It's no wonder that 60% of Americans say they're struggling to some degree. I remember when um, Kit Kat bars were 50 fucking cents. Not only did they taste better back then, but they were, not, they were in the actual aluminum wrapper. So, so good. Now we're paying $1.79 in most places for a candy bar, dude. $1.79. And, you know, there's ways to mitigate this, and you can listen to it on my inflation um, episode. There's rest, there are grocery stores and supermarkets that sell the same product, and there's price changes. Start coupon cutting. Start downloading apps. Start looking around a little bit more. There's more than just your local store, your local Walmart. There are places that are more expensive. There are places that are less expensive. Publix is expensive, but you get good quality shit. Piggly Wiggly, if you want that shit, Hey, it's, going, it's cheaper, but if you want Piggly Wiggly, check the expiration dates on stuff. That's all I'm saying. You have options. There's ways to get around it. I'm not getting into that. You could go back to my inflation episode and, and for a more in-depth of that topic. All right, so here's another story, uh, kind of scandalous. It's coming out of Distract, Distractify. Uh, it says, Internet Blast Woman Who Criticized Hostess at Texas Roadhouse for asking if she needed a high chair for infant? Okay, I'm going to read this one more time. One more time. The internet blasts a woman who criticized the hostess at Texas Roadhouse for asking if she needed a high chair for her infant. Getting into it. All right. It says, Sherry Whitfield of the Real Housewives of Atlanta once asked, whatever happened to customer service? Years after her iconic confessional moment, Many still wonder why some in the service industry seemingly can't get their act together. But one hostess discovered that even when you do the job you were hired for, there will still be one customer who believes they're right. It says TikTok user JC felt a Texas Roadhouse employee was doing the absolute most. However, the user likely didn't expect to be read for filth in the comments following her rant. Uh, it says here, there's more to the story. In JC's 39-second TikTok, the user shared her lunch they experienced with her husband and their infant. While holding the baby in one hand and her phone in another, she said her hostess asked her and her hubby if their child would be joining them. The user replied with the only appropriate answer, yes, to which the hostess asked if the couple needed a high chair for their child to sit in. As she's showing off that the baby is wrapped up in a blanket, JC told followers she replied no to the high chair request. JC said the exchange with the Texas Roadhouse staff became weirder once her once she and her family found a table. Once seated, another waitress came to the table for a drink order. The TikTok ordered a Coke and water for her and her husband and was asked if the baby needed a drink, which she declined once again, 
However, she kept the composure until the same waitress asked if the table needed an additional plate for the baby who wasn't ready for a sirloin steak. Quote, we don't need a high chair. The baby does not need a drink and the baby does not need a plate to eat rolls. <laughs> JC told the camera in a response to the hostess. The guest also captured her TikTok by calling Texas Roadhouse goofy and said while her baby isn't drinking, she could use a margarita after the services she had on her lunch date. Underneath her post, some comments agreed that the hostess should have read the room and see that the baby didn't count as another customer. However, several other TikTok users, especially a fellow service employees, supported their sister in service by slamming JC's TikTok. So I get it. They're providing a service, okay? Now, I will say some of the questions, some of the requests are a bit redundant. I don't think a baby's going to need a plate, but you have to understand the demographic here. As a hostess, a waiter, waitress, um, you, you see trends. You see that, okay, you have a one to two-year-old. Okay, some do sit in high chairs. Some kids do have plates or they like or in a high chair. They just put the food on the high chair, which I don't recommend. That is pretty disgusting. But they put the plate on the high chair and they put the food on it. Or some parents let the kids sit with them on the big the big people chair, you know, sit between the parents and stuff like that. I, I the TikTok commenter, I swear, TikTok fucking influencers, whatever you want to call yourselves. You guys do too much for clout. Okay, and then you get mad when the script when the script is flipped, where the comments don't work out in your favor because I didn't see anything wrong with what that waitress did. She is providing a service. She's asking questions. She is trying to build, I guess, somewhat of a temporary relationship in a sense where you guys communicate. You know, you, you need something. Are you good? I know if like depending on how old my kid would be. Right. I would probably requ uh, require a high chair. If not, I feel, you know, I feel like they could stay still for more than five minutes. I let them sit with me. But come on, man, to sit there and go on a whole TikTok. I'm telling you, TikTok is, is going to burn some people, man. It's going to burn some people. It, 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 it's going to burn some people like you, you, you're doing it for money, for clout. But sometimes when that shit reverse on you and then you're like, oh, man, why is everybody mad with me? I'm like. Well, hello. Come on, man. Think. Treat people with respect. Those people, those food service workers, man, I, I give it to you. If you work at a Waffle House, Applebee's, fucking McDonald's, you guys deserve the most. You guys put up with so much shit. I don't know how you do it. Your fortitude, your intestinal fortitude is kind of like, yo, I got bills to pay. I got things to do. I don't got time for this shit. You guys deal with a lot of crazy, crazy people. That is another example right there. People who are entitled, especially after the pandemic. It seems like we have a surge in people feeling more entitled than ever before. You don't like it? Go to fuck home and cook. Hot Pockets are still relatively cheap, you know. Go home and make that shit. All right, next article here is coming out of business. Now, of course, I'm a big follower in the automotive industry, so I do pay attention to these things. But some of you may or may not even make a difference. So GM, Chrysler, and Stellantis were like striking for a good hot minute. They feel, well, these auto the auto manufacturers are making record profits. We want a piece of our cut too, which is fair, right? If, if you're working for a business that is making a lot of money, you know, you want your cut too. You know, you're the one that's contributing to that. You're the one that is putting in the hard work, putting the company in record profits. So these people wanted it too. Now, there are also people that were opposing this. 
saying, oh, man, you know, auto workers get paid way too much. You know, the union's being greedy, blah, blah, blah. There's two sides of the fence here. Oh, and then, of course, you got people that's like, well, you know, the price on my Ford F-150 is going to go up another $3,000 because now I have to sit here and contribute to their wages. Anyway, UAW reaches deal with GM ending strike against Detroit automakers. Uh, General Motors and the UAW, the United Auto Workers Union, have reached a tentative agreement. Two people familiar with the matter told Reuters on Monday winning record pay hikes to end six weeks of a coordinated strike against the Detroit three automakers. The accord follows deals reached in the last few days by the union with Ford Motor and Chrysler owner Stellantis and what amounts to significant victories for auto workers after years of stagnant wages and painful concessions made by the union following the 2008 financial crisis. Details of the GM deal were not announced, but sources say the UAW won the same package of wage increases it agreed at the other two automakers, which raised top pay for veteran workers by 33%. <laughs> nearly 5,000 workers out of nearly 150,000 union members at the Detroit 3 eventually joined a series of walkouts that began on September 15th. The UAW strategy of escalating targeted strikes cost the Detroit three and suppliers billions of dollars over more than 40 days. So you have to take into account is that when the auto workers strike, those cars are sitting on that line untouched. What that does is that causes a domino effect. I have an assembly line of Fords that is just sitting there. No one's working. Those cars on that assembly line cost money every second. It costs the company money every second that is not being moved out of there. What happens is you choke up that auto, um, the assembly line, which means if no cars are being built, the supplies and parts and stuff that's coming in to build more cars is now halted because the cars that are in the factory are not completed to push out so that those parts and other things can start new cars. Therefore, now you got a backlog of supplies to subcontractors and suppliers can't push out more shit because cars are not being built. The parts to build new cars is not being pushed and that backs up their assembly lines to make the parts. So you see where this go to where subcontractors and smaller companies that supply cars parts lost so much fucking money. And it's sad because they had nothing to do with it, but they work in an industry that is very um volatile so you get all this happening everybody gets affected and eventually you know the big three was like all right because they can't afford to lose any more money now here's the thing about the big three they're gonna pass that cost somewhere they're going to get that money now of course they got money to where they don't have to like you know um push it to the consumer but they are because they're not trying to take off the top it'd be too easy for those suits and ties up at um the GM building or the Ford building to take a pay cut. But who the fuck wants to take a pay cut? So, yeah, they're going to find ways to trickle that down to the consumer, i.e. you guys that go and buy cars. Now, the Japanese, on the other hand, don't fuck with unions. OK, they are. they. That's why they operate in certain states, which I call I believe it's called the right to work states. Those states don't deal with unions. Therefore, they can sit there and pay whatever they want, but they still have to somewhat stay almost competitive in pay. So if GM is paying $35, $40, Honda is going to be paying like $30, $35 or $25, $30 just below, but still have to be somewhat competitive. So yeah, these people got their deals. Gordon GM's got to pay up. Salantis has got to pay up. 
Hey, listen, we bailed those car companies out in 2008. Yes, the taxpayer, you guys, bailed and made sure that those three American companies did not close their doors because they almost literally got about a million people out of work because of that 2008 financial crisis. So, <sighs> yeah, we're going to feel the pinch of this. I promise you. There, nothing is free. They're going to get the money out of us one way or another, and it's sad. All right, so let's see. I got uh, two more minutes. I'm going to find a couple of other news articles. And I noticed I haven't said the word right at all, really. No, actually, I think I said it twice. So I'm making progress. And I noticed in the later shows, I haven't been saying it as much, so which is cool. Because, man, those older episodes, man, I, I cringe. I said that shit at least 50 times per episode. I don't know. It was just probably nervous jitters, if you will. It was a brand new show, new concept for me. It was different, okay? All right, so I'm going to find another article. And um, let's see here. Oh, they just opened up the other uh, Whataburger. Uh, for you Clarksville listeners, they just opened up uh, the Whataburger on Riverside. Remember I told you I was trying to go to Whataburger off of exit 11 and that was a pain in the ass well guess what they just opened up one on riverside so if you want to go to it have fun all right so let me find another article i'm pretty sure there's something cool you know uh give me an article give me an article all right i don't want to hear no israeli palestine shit i don't want to hear that all right so i'm going to see what else is here uh give me something give me something give me something again i try to avoid politics as much as possible it's not really my forte i try to you know get get you know get from that you know it's not really my thing let me see what's happened in entertainment we already know matthew perry passed away i'm not even going to um sit here and read into that let's see here i read about dave Chappelle, uh his audience walking out on him in the last um news out of a hat episode um ashley kutcher mila kunis don't bathe which is disgusting. I'm not reading that. And uh, <laughs> that's fucking gross. I'm not even going to read that. All right. All right. Give me something. Give me something. Give me something. And I really, there's nothing else. Come on. There's got to be some article here. There's got to be something here. <sighs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and I guess that's it. All right. Yeah. There's nothing else coming through on my feed that's of importance, which is fine. Whatever. I don't want to read about Jada Pickett Smith. I don't give a damn about that. Anyway, uh, that is news out of a hat for the day. Fantastic episode, I must say. Um, a lot of craziness happening in the world, you know. But the good news, though, you know, the Screen Actors Guild got their deal. You know, the UAW got their deal. You know, you know, if people were being paid wages that were livable, we wouldn't have strikes. That's right, we wouldn't have strikes, man. Like the the pay, like prices go up, but the wages can't keep up. It just the wages and the price for things, goods and stuff, don't ever match. It, it never matches because guess what? Inflation's going to rise prices up and then shit. Remember when everybody wanted $15 for fast food workers? That shit, and people realized that $15 was not enough because guess what? Shortly after everybody got the $15, everything went up and it's like, now shit, $15 is not enough. Okay, we want $20 an hour. Okay, shit, damn, everything went up again. $20 is not enough. Ladies and gentlemen, you are going to keep chasing this shit forever in a day. I am telling you, but you got to do what you got to do. Not everybody could be a millionaire. Not everybody could be a billionaire. And if you're lucky to hit the lotto, be smart and invest your money. That's the best way to go about it. 
All right, so hey, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to this podcast. Tennessee, you are still number one on my uh, highest um, listener count. I don't know. Seems like Tennessee is not going to be topped. New York, you're about my fourth. You're in fourth place for top number of listeners. And in California and Virginia, still tied in fifth place. I do want to send a shout-out to my Cali uh, listeners as well. I, it started off with just people from Los Angeles, but now I'm getting everybody up and down California, which is pretty dope. And then, of course, Virginia, Texas. Texas still number two, holding on for that for a long, long time. So, And I got my brother-in-law to thank for that because um, he listens to my show, and he lives in Texas. And I guess he told some of his friends about the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm crying. No, I'm not really crying, but I really thank you. All right. So uh, thank you for listening. And we will do this again another time. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes because there's always something to talk about. I promise you. Always something to talk about, especially in my mind. The daily mind. It's funny. I was going to actually, real quick, I was actually going to somewhat rename this show in a, a little, in a sense, called The Daily Mind of Austin Edwards. But I didn't want to do that because, yeah, the show is the, the daily mind of what happens in my mind or what I think about. But it's also what other people are thinking about. So I was like, damn, no, I'm going to hold off on that. But let me ask you. <clears throat> I want you guys to go to the email real quick before I go. And I promise I'll go. Email me at thedailymindpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Send me an email if you like the idea of the Daily Mind of Austin Edwards or you just like the Daily Mind. Email me once again at the Daily Mind Podcast at gmail.com. If I get more yeses than no's, if I get any damn emails about it, I might consider it. But I think I'm going to just leave it up to you guys because you guys are what makes this show happen. Because other than that, I'd be talking to myself, which sometimes it feels like. But it does feel like I'm actually like interacting with you people, which is awesome is why I do the show. All right. So once again, thank you for listening. And we will do this again next time. Ciao.